guys, what's going on, man? Welcome back to another uh, live coaching. It is a season one, episode number five. Just want to say thank you for everyone who is tuning in and who will tune in and whoever else has any questions, you please let me know. So today's going to be a little bit of a special one. So while I'm talking, I'm going to hurry up and make sure I share on the pages that I'm actually uh, joined with or, you know, um, basically in. But today... It's the relaunch of something very, very important out there. So a lot of people have been asking me about a number of different things. Uh, I've been getting inquiries finally, like in regards to TOEIC and uh, teaching TOEIC online and stuff. And, you know, people have been asking me, are there group TOEIC classes? Uh, at what time are they? So again, with TOEIC, that's going to be tomorrow. So I'll go more into details. But today... I'm literally, I'm relaunching something that I've had for a very long time. And I just want to be able to provide people with more content, but exclusive content. So a lot of people have probably been asked, uh, well, not probably, but have been asking me about content in regards to, you know, delivering more different things, online coaching, uh, course, well, not course evaluation, but writing evaluations, uh, webinars, but exclusive, uh, different like podcasts, but exclusive, a lot of different things. And I'm like, you know what? This is a great opportunity to relaunch my Patreon. Although it was very, very, well, I wouldn't say very expensive, but it was at $200 a month. Well, guys, now I've relaunched it and now it's at $50 a month. So a lot of you are probably wondering, okay, so what is this Patreon about? Let me know exactly because, you know, I'm interested because, again, a lot of people have asked me, oh, you know, the online, you know, the coaching one-on-one -on -one is very expensive. But if you are looking to take the IELTS probably within the next so like I, one to three months towards the end of the year, you guys might want to consider this because, again, you guys will get something similar to this, but it's going to be a follow-up to this. Okay? So you get – Basically, a one-hour online coaching featuring Q&As with you guys. So that might be a separate video also. So you get that, you get one free hour coaching, okay? I'm thinking about making it two free hour coaching, uh, two free hours coaching, uh, two writing evaluations. Uh, you get, again, what is it? Uh, podcasts that are specifically made just for Patreon payers. Um, you get videos, the live webinar, the polls, you get the community, you get to speak to me at any given moment. Um, you could ask me questions and I'll be able to answer them very, very quickly. Again, this is what you would get in my IELTS Patreon badge. So again, if you guys are interested in that, I'm going to make sure that I actually share my Calendly link. If you guys want to, what is it? If you want to uh, book a 30 minute session to speak to me about this and say, okay, what exactly do I get? I'm thinking about getting this because I'm going to take IELTS next month or I'm going to take IELTS in November and December. Again, this is going to be uh, for TOEFL ITP, TOEFL IBT, TOEFL, uh, well, not TOEFL, I, TOEFL IBT, ITP, and TOEFL. All right, so for all of you out there, who are wondering, um, am I, are you going to have the same thing 
in regards to, you know, in regards to TOEIC and TOEFL, absolutely. So today is just a launch in regards to IELTS and for all you IELTS learners out there, okay? So with that being said, guys, I'm so grateful for all of you uh, who will probably tune into this. Today's going to be a nice little writing segment. I believe that I have shared everything to uh, these Facebook groups and my Facebook page and everything. So with that being said, guys, let's dive right into this. So we're going to be going over noun phrases. So you guys probably have already seen the title. Um, I'm going to make sure that I have the comments on so I can see if anyone is speaking to me. And it's very funny because I have my Bose speaker on over there. But nonetheless, I'm going to make sure that everyone I'm able to answer these questions. Just want to say hello to Kareem. Thanks so much for tuning in. And what I'm going to do now is if you guys haven't already viewed the blog that I posted yesterday, it's on the ArsenioBuckShow.com. All right. Get to that blog. Everything that I'm going to be speaking about is going to be on there. I'm going to show you obviously on the screen too, but just making sure that everything that you're hearing from me you're going to get over there. Now, if you do my IELTS badge for Patreon, you're going to get the PDF and the Word document exclusive. So this is going to be really, really good for you guys if you are interested in exclusivity and having more content that's catered to you. So if you ask me a question, can you give an example of this? Can you give a, an example of that? That would all be exclusive to Patreon. So again, if you're looking at taking the IELTS, uh, in one month's time, I do, you know, I probably would say, Hey, you should probably look towards getting this IELTS batch. If you are taking it anything less than a month, probably not probably like an accelerated coaching, like, you know, accelerated coaching. And then there will be exclusive classes catering to my IELTS badge learners. That will be even cheaper than what it is right now. So again, I put my calendar in there. I don't want to speak about all that craziness right now. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to screen share with you guys. So here we go. What I'm going to do is screen share this. And now you guys are able to see what's on my screen as I normally do. So here we go. You guys should be able to see this right now. And here it is. Noun phrases, planning your essay, benefits, and drawbacks, okay? Advantages and disadvantages. We already went over the one previously. So now we're moving into another phase. So what I have here, okay, is a paragraph. And I'm going to recite this out loud for all my ESL podcasters. Again, thank you so much to all of you who are tuned into my ESL podcast. I'm so, so grateful for all of you. And it uh, it just continues to just skyrocket. It's so fascinating seeing how many people are listening to me. So nonetheless, what I'm going to do is I'm going to recite this out loud, and then I'm going to tell you the A through H in regards to how we could substitute the underlying phrases or the, yeah, the underlying phrases or the group of words that are underlined throughout that paragraph. So here we go. What we have here is a paragraph and it goes a little something like this. Europe is the biggest tourist resort in the world, taking 25% of money spent around the globe on tourism. Tourism boards have figures which show that within Europe, 
four countries are the destinations that most people choose. Of all the visitors, over half go to France, Spain, Italy, or the UK. 80% of all tourists who are over 18 include a cultural activity on their holiday, such as a visit to a place with cultural or historical interest. So, any finances that are drained for the upkeep of such tourist attractions is covered by income from their visits, along with the other things tourists spend money on. This is important as there is a correlation between tourism and the future. Oh, I'm sorry. Tourism in the future way the economy develops in that country. So that's pretty much what we're talking about today. I don't want to get into a lot of details. I'm just going to follow this specific thing because when it comes to the speaking part, we're going to double down on tourism coming up this week. Okay, so we're going from speaking about tourism here and we're going to double down on that and give it the speaking context. We're doing the writing context right now. The speaking context is going to be a little bit different. So what we have here, before I get into phrases A through H, this is a technique. We use noun forms to improve our writing style and the economy of our writing. So what you guys see is I've actually put aligned and bold the phrases such as probably what you see above and that's how we're going to start substituting right now so we use noun forms to improve now our writing style but in the little cross out form as you guys probably do not see on the podcast it says the way that we not the way that we write in things the way that we write things so the way that we write things, we could substitute that with our writing style. All right? And reduce the amount of space needed to describe things. So that's another phrase that I actually put a line straight through. Reduce the amount of space needed to describe things. How we can, again, substitute that is the economy of our writing. So going back to this top paragraph, we look at number one. Here we go. Number one is money spent around the globe. Number two, tourism boards have recently released figures, which. Number three, destinations that most people choose. Number four, tourists who are over 18. Five, place with cultural or historical interest. Six, finances that are drained. Seven, the other things tourists spend money on. And eight, way the economy develops in that country. All right. So what we have here, we have eight different phrases. Okay. I'm going to go over this with you guys. A, development of the economy. B, other expenditure. C, global spend. D, the release of recent figures. E, destination of choice. F, adult tourist. G, heritage site. H, drain on finances. So what we're going to do here, we're going to substitute all of it. If you guys actually see 
my writing again on the blog. It's there as you see it. But what I'm going to do, I'm going to take all of this out. Okay. So the first one I realized was the recent, I'm sorry, the release of recent figures. That's pretty easy, right? So what we're going to do, I'm going to copy. I'm going to delete it. Now we have seven choices. Now we already know it says here, tourism boards have recently released figures which show that within Europe, what I'm going to delete is tourism boards have recently released figures, which I'm going to delete that. And I'm going to copy and paste my, if I can, the release of recent figures show that within Europe, see, that has improved the overall economy of that specific sentence. Why? Again, like I said, it improves our overall economy of our writing and our writing style. So with that being said, I know there's a little thing over here just like made that little A. Let's see if I could actually put it back. Hey, I could put it back. Wonderful. All right. So number two is gone, as you see. All right. So if anyone's watching this, and you guys, again, there aren't that many people tuned in right now as there were whoo, back, what was it, last Monday. But it's all good. We're going to continue rolling through this thing. Now, let's look at this. Okay. Uh, adult tourist. Okay. If we look at adult tourist, let's copy it. Let's paste it. Now, we have six choices left. Now, if we look at... Uh, adult tourists, where could we put adult tourists? Now, if you look at number one, taking 25% of money spent around the globe on tourism. I actually skipped that choice. It's all good. The release of recent figures show that within Europe, four countries are the destinations that most people choose. Now, again, we already know probably what that answer would be also. Let's go to number four. 80% of all tourists who are over 18 include a cultural activity. So tourists who are over the age of 18 include a cultural activity. So another word for tourists over 18, they're no longer teenagers. Technically they are because 18, 19, but these people would be considered adult tourists. All right, so let me hurry up and put that there. Number four is gone. And then I'm going to, again, make that small. There it is, people. So, boom, number four is gone. So, number four and number one is gone right now. All right. So, if we look at money spent around the globe, again, global spend. This is another one. So, taking 25% of global spend on tourism. I'm going to put that right there. I'm going to do a little something like this, global spend. Boom, boom. There it is. So number one is gone. Number two is gone. Number four is gone. We have number three, number five, six, seven, eight. So you guys know exactly how I do this. No, what is it? Eight, seven, six, five, and three. Yep, five choices and five answers. Okay. All right, so there it is. So guys, Basically, what I'm trying to show you here, I don't need to go through the rest of it. If I can repeat it out loud for all my ESL podcasters. Number three, destinations that most people choose. Number five, place to a place with cultural or historical interests. Okay, number six, finances that are drained. Number seven, the other things tourists spend money on. And number eight, way the economy develops in that country. 
Choice A, development of the economy. There it is. B, other expenditure. C, destinations of choice. D, heritage site. Okay. Now, heritage site, obviously, number five. And drain on finances. Okay. So, this is how we can improve our overall writing. All right. So, what I'm going to do here, okay, and again, this this is going to be too long of a of a IELTS session, but let's just put it this way: I have a task for you guys, and I want you guys to think about this. You could do some free writing. You could pick this up, journal this, however you want to do it. All right, but this is your task. Some people believe the benefits of tourism outweigh the problems it creates in a particular place. So before I get into the whole structure behind everything, okay, I want to first, again, go over, you know, the basis of this in regards to tourism and what's happening in Thailand, especially currently right now. So benefits of tourism outweigh the problems it creates in a particular place. So this is a really good question, okay? Now, discuss both views and give your opinion. Okay, now with your opinion, that could be a personal example. Give both views. You have to talk about the generality of tourism. But me, I'm just doing this out of speaking. Just uh, let's just say free speaking. Okay, so if we look at it, benefits tourism outweigh the problems it creates in a particular place. From a Thailand perspective, of course, me (laughs) having lived in Thailand for such a long time. I realize that, you know, Thailand, it's very unfortunate what some tourist agencies do to make extra money off foreigners. Let me give you an example of one of the big things uh, that, you, you know, that has come under the limelight out here in Thailand. And that's called dual pricing. D-U-A-L, dual. That means there are two different prices. Let me give you an example. If an American, let, let's just, uh, let's say whatever country you're from, if you decide to go to a neighboring country and they say, okay, the locals of this country, the price for them for this specific ride is $4. But because you're not from this country, the price for you is $40. What would you consider that to be? Now, this is, again, one of the most unfortunate things. I heard that this happens and runs rampant within the Chinese culture and everything. And it's here in Thailand. And I'm guessing I don't know how it is in other countries. You guys can state your, uh, you know, write your comments. But, again, this is one of the big issues that lies within it. So, again, benefits of tourism. Thailand was a, ooh, it had to be like a trillion-dollar machine in regards to tourism. I think there were 40 million that had came that had come to Thailand last year. There might only be about, man, maybe no more than 7 million this year. Um, so again, one of the most significant drawbacks, okay, and the problems has to be dual pricing from a tourist perspective. Okay. Because again, if I go to a national park and I have to pay extra because I'm a foreigner, that is disgraceful. In my opinion, if you guys would like to include your opinion, you are more than happy to do so. Okay, so benefits of tourism, it injects a lot of money 
into the local economy. Now, unfair pricing obviously is another one. You know, if I get, let's say, this little device right here, you guys probably don't see it, but it's a power bank, right? This power bank, power bank had a price on it when I bought it from the store. And I've always told myself, probably since 2014, six years ago, that I will buy things only within the store because I do not want to be charged more and I do not want to contribute to someone else's corruption. So all these places, the CoPP Island, okay, you have the other different places around, uh, what is it, um, what is it, in Phuket, the south, Kolipe, Satung, Ayutthaya, Sukhothai, uh, Chiang Mai, Chiang Rai. Let me give you another example. For Thai people, there's e there's even rampant corruption that has been so prolonged that, that you can't get rid of it because it's run by mafia. One example, prime example of this is called the Song Pel Dang in Chiang Mai. There's this little carriage. It's a red truck that you can take, okay, to go from one place to another. Now, let me give you an example of how bad this is. For people from Chiang Mai, they could probably get on for about 33 cents. People who are outside Chiang Mai but are Thai, they have to pay $1.66, which is 50 baht. Foreigners have to pay 200 baht, which equates to about $6 and some change. So this is called triple pricing. And again, this is what makes it so bad and why there are so many different problems, especially, uh, you know, and, you know, in Thailand in general. So again, what happens is they lose these tourists. It's kind of like there was someone that had announced last year. It was really nasty. But, you know, someone in the government had said, oh, yeah, we don't really care about the returnees. These are just the returning foreigners. We want the new ones. I'm like, oh, my God, returnees are not. That's so that's ingratitude to the maxed umpteenth. What are you talking about? So given the fact that COVID has come, these one, two, three, four star hotels have shuttered. These tourist businesses have gone out of business. These train, these different train rides that you could buy train tickets are gone. These homestays, uh, the bed and breakfasts, these hostels, they're gone. And so in a way, you know, going back to the three main islands that come under, come under heavy scrutiny for all the ugly that happens out there. They go by the name of Koh Samui, Koh Tao, and Koh Pangang. I hate saying that word. They're ran by really nasty people. So, again, what they do on that island and how they get so much money from a lot of the backpackers out there, it's just very unruly stuff. So, when COVID happened and everything shut down, I was like, ha ha, yeah, yeah, that's what you get. No more, no more corruption. But at the same time, there are people who made a living out of this and their businesses have shuttered and it's very unfortunate. So guys, that's me just free speaking about some of the benefits of tourism and how if you become heavily reliant and you put all your eggs in one basket, it could ultimately backfire. So airlines around the world have supplanted. Uh, hotels, there's no telling when it's going to come back. You know, I have uh, someone who works for Air Asia who I speak to on a routine basis. And she said that what's happening right now and in regards to everything that's been happening, there's no telling when it's going to come back. But she said more than likely it's going to be next year. So 
that just puts everything into perspective. Can these airlines, can these airports, can the, the, the airlines that have been, you know, oh my God, they've been completely supplanted by COVID, such as like Cathay Pacific, are they going to be able to survive? You know? And there it is. So what we're going to talk about now, we're going to get into the structure of how you're going to structure this essay. So the introduction, okay, let's say it goes a little something like this. Okay, we got three paragraphs set up. Then we have the conclusion. We have the introduction. And then I'm going to go, I'm going to go with the final point and everything too uh, at the very end. But first and foremost, let's talk about this introduction. You're going to introduce it like this. The growth of tourism seen as benefit. Again, these are just rough notes. So you'll see that the grammar is actually very off, right? Uh, and then it says resorts bring in money and other advantages. But some people complain about negative effects, okay, such as obviously environmental damage, increase in prices. See what I just talked about. We'll look at the different aspects of tourism, argue that it can be both beneficial and cause problems. This is the last sentence of the introductory paragraph. This is what I've been teaching you guys and telling you guys for a very long time already. Okay, you're going to discuss those, you know, opposing views. You'll give your opinion in the last paragraph. Okay, so. If we look at environmental damage, that's what has happened uh, at one of the famous beaches that were fam that was famous, probably still is famous today, from the movie called The Beach. And uh, apparently a James Bond movie was shot there, too, which is weird. Um, and they have shut that beach down for like two years because the ecosystem had been completely destroyed by a lot of tourists from, doesn't really matter, but China. So they shut it down. They said no more. And now the, the ecosystem and everything, the habitat is beginning to regenerate itself, right? It's kind of like the coral reefs. It's kind of like, you know, the whole big shutdown over the last year, the habitat and everything it began to, you know, come back and regenerate. And that's the beauty of it. You know, animals started running freely again. You started seeing flamingos everywhere in South Africa. You started seeing the lions laying on the roads out there in different places like the Serengeti and uh, Tanzania. Um, and so again, that environmental damage, what needs to happen now and what's really good about the government, well, one, one thing the government did here was that they are going to make it routine to shut down these specific places so the habitat and the environment can regenerate. Smart, 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 smart. Now increase in prices. All right. Get in flights. It could probably be very expensive. Hotels are overpriced. If you think that you're going to attract visitors by overpricing things due to the pandemic, you are going to lose. That's a loser's mentality. All right. Now, that's what I wrote down. Environmental damage, increase in prices. So how am I going to put this into the paragraph? Well, it's going to go a little something like this. Got the first paragraph. Idea number one, benefit. And then a disadvantage. So benefit brings in money, local economy improves, more jobs for local people. However, gotta switch it over. Disadvantage also increase increases costs. House prices go up and prices aimed at tourists, so local people suffer. Jobs only seasonal, also. So during the raining season, and, you know, the, the notorious place by the name of the Full Moon Party in Copangan, that was very popular in the early 2010s, 2011, 12, 13, 14, 15. I don't think many people go to that Full Moon Party anymore. Nobody talks about it. 
especially out here in Bangkok. We're kind of over that whole scene. But um, again, it's seasonal, right? So the high season, whenever it would be, I don't know, uh, August, September, October, November, the, after the raining season, that's the, or maybe May, May, June, July, August, that's probably the high season, but that's also the rainy season in the South. Um, so local people suffer because they would have to save up as much as they can over that stint of probably three to five months. And they know that it's going to be quiet for the X amount of months leading into the new years where they hope to attract more tourists. All right. Housing prices go up. Prices go up in general for the locals. That's not very good considering that the pricing and everything is still the same. You know, going into a 7-Eleven, cheap products still, same thing, right? But for locals, if they take the local, what they call the Sontel or the Sontel Dang, that little red carriage, but it's a blue carriage out there, they would have to pay something outrageous. If they took that the whole month, Oh, my God. If you actually think about it, if they take that to and from work, that is literally throughout the month, that would be half their salary just to take transportation. It's ridiculous. If you look at housing prices and everything, too expensive. So you have to consider that. So that's what the first paragraph is, okay? The second paragraph, which is idea number two, you have to benefit. Tourism improves infrastructure, right? So you're able to take some of that money and make things better. So this is what's happening right now here in Thailand. Well, not really. Uh, Thailand has a lot of money. It just goes into the wrong hands. Uh, you know, they're improving the public transportation, which took 20 years to improve. But they're trying to make it, you know, so that tourists can get around easier, right? So they built the new mall, Icon CM. I think it opened up maybe two years ago or something like that. And the 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 little train connected to that place is finally opening, I believe, next month. So it's going to be easy for people both who work at Icon CM and the tourists over the river, right? Now, I could actually cut through the entire city going straight up this specific train line it would take 16 minutes to get to a place that normally takes 45 minutes going by this line there are two lines okay so this is also good for people who live on this side because they're able to commute into the city easier so everyone who lives up and down this main road that goes oh probably about 20 kilometers they could get right on that train and go straight into the inner city into the heart of the cbd within 25 minutes 25 minutes, which would take probably an hour and a half to two hours before. So it improves local transportation and local infrastructure. What's up, Ren? I was waiting for Ren. Ren, I've been talking to myself all day. Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, so do you guys understand? Infrastructure, we're talking about different chains. We're talking about, you know, probably, well, I wouldn't say investors who actually build these different types of condominium, not necessarily, but the overall infrastructure, if you look, if boy, when I first came here to Thailand eight years ago, holy goodness gracious, my goodness. I remember driving in. I don't even remember the road, but I remember, guys, I'm going to be honest with you real quick. That road that I stayed on, I took a picture. It's on my Instagram. If you scroll through 4,400 of my photos on my Instagram, you're going to see a green river with trash in it and children looking for food. That was Thailand in 2012. What was it, 2012? Yeah, 2012 when I traveled here. I'm sorry, not Thailand, Bangkok. Down that entire street, it was horrific. 
the sidewalks, the infrastructure, the, 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 the horrible looks I would get from the townsfolks and everything. I was terrified. I really was. And you know what? The image down there now, it's beautiful. They have two different train rides. They have beautiful condos everywhere. They have great shopping. Uh, you don't see those children looking for, you know, food in these little shacks and everything anymore. Again, not saying that the government probably just picked them up and displaced them. <laughs> probably that's what happened. But it's just different. They the, the, the infrastructure in that area has improved significantly. So more facilities, not only for tourists, but transportation is better, helps local population. Again, the whole displacing thing, which I just mentioned, it's probably still prominent. But again, let's just give them the benefit of the doubt. They actually did something with those, those very unfortunate children. So let's look at the disadvantages. Damages the environment, not long term. Uh, okay, what exactly damages the environment? Well, Oh, my God. If you put more more buses that are not electric and you still have these diesel blowing out diesel fuel buses blowing out all that black smoke, it's a big problem. It's not good long term. Right. Right. Beautiful area gets overdeveloped. And this is what's happening right now, man. Um, Oh, my God. Yeah. Beautiful areas like Pattaya. I wouldn't say it's necessarily a beautiful area. If you take out all the people and all the ugly human beings out of that place, you listen, Thailand is one of the most gorgeous people in the country, but so, but like a lot of the people in the country, that's that's the big issue, right? So if you go to Pattaya, extremely beautiful sea, beautiful beaches, but it's just a lot of ugly in there. There are a lot of sex workers, all that crazy stuff. You guys understand what I'm saying? So anyways... There are condominiums literally blossoming up everywhere, up and down. I'm like, guys, you're just going to just put a bunch of condos in and just make it try to look like Waikiki and Hawaii? No, it's not how it works. They're now beginning to improve public transportation in Pattaya, which is going to take probably about seven years to build, <laughs> seven years too late. Um, but yeah, again, Beautiful area gets overdeveloped. You're going to see this continue. This is going to be a big trend for a long time, just about everywhere. Places that were, were just a little bit is now just booming. And this is what uh, one of the writing tasks I'm going to be doing with you guys. Probably going to switch it up a little bit coming up real soon. Or for anyone who goes into my IELTS Patreon, I will love to do a lot of exclusivity in regards to writing task ones and whatnot. Um, but nonetheless, there it is, okay? Now let's get into the third paragraph. Idea three, benefit brings in new people. <laughs> Depends. New types of attractions and cafes. Fantastic. Totally agree. Bangkok could be one of the most beautiful places in the world. Oh, oh my God, in the world at night. If you go to one of those rooftop bars that are probably 30 floors up in the sky, man, this place is unbelievably vast and gorgeous. The food is amazing. The amount of different bars and cafes that you could just literally sit back and relax, man. It's phenomenal. But the disadvantages behind that is history and culture sometimes get da gets damaged. You know, the Chulalongkorn, one of the best universities out here in Thailand, uh, they are protesting because uh, apparently the government wants to destroy a longtime monastery, something like that. It's in regards to like religion. They're going to destroy it. For what? To build a condo. See? Doesn't make really sense. Money talks. Money talks. So, again, culture gets damaged. 
religion gets damaged. History gets damaged. Becomes very commercialized. Again, I would have to say that the commercialism, uh, commercialism, it is good if it looks like a completely rundown state. But if there are just so, there's an oversupply right now of condominiums. Why? Because the infrastructure, these developers are coming in, buying up the land, putting these damn condos up. I don't even know who's buying these condos. They're probably all bank owned. And then they say, okay, let's bring in a lot of these Chinese. No offense to my Chinese folks that listen to my ESL podcast. They're going to come in. They're going to buy up a lot of these condos. And the next thing you know, it just seems like Bangkok is going to lose its face through money. Conclusion. Benefits very clear. Commercially good for an area. Key point. Must be done with care or becomes damaging. Therefore, I believe tourism is largely not is not largely benefit, but is largely beneficial. Right. Advocate help modify an adjective, but only if done with controls. So again, these are just rough notes that I had written down. So my final point, and to sum up this podcast in this live session, when writing essays, a common mistake that students make is not planning enough. This is how you plan for it. So spend a few minutes to brainstorm ideas. If this is something that is very, very difficult for you to do, make sure that you can, you know, uh, take some time, dedicate some time to you going over some probably very difficult writing tasks. Now, for a lot of my folks out there that I've been training and whatnot, especially my Filipinos, you guys have no problems in regards to your writing. Here in Thailand, there are significant problems in regards to writing. So this is why I'm offering the IELTS Patreon for you guys out there. Um, And so with that being said, guys, that is the conclusion of this IELTS live coaching. Now, again, not that many people today because again, today is writing coming up on speaking this upcoming week. But if you guys want exclusive material, if you guys want to ask me, hey, do a video on this, do an audio cast on this, on this, do this, do that, that's all available on my IELTS Patreon. It's a community. Okay. So if you guys are interested in that, I put my Calendly link in the comment section. Uh, and if you want to just ask me a question through Messenger, you can do that also. Again, if you book a Calendly link, make sure that what, what is it that you want to speak about? I want to speak about the Patreon IELTS. Okay, what is this about? Okay, what can I do? What you know, how many submissions? All of that good stuff. We're gonna put it all together, and then that is how it's gonna work. Again, for those of you who are gonna take the IELTS test probably a month later, this IELTS Patreon is very good for you. Okay. Priced at $50 over the course of 30 days. Very, very good stuff because you're getting probably anywhere between $200 to $800 worth of content over in that $50 time frame. Uh, that $50 within that 30-day uh, time frame. Um, but if you guys are taking it less than a month, again, contact me. We'll have a nice little conversation, figure out exactly what you could do. Also, in regards to anyone who signs up with the IELTS, you know, the class and everything, the webinars or even the classes will be a significantly amount cheaper, but it's going to be just for the IELTS Patreon folks in general. Okay. So again, I was charging $10 for IELTS based lessons uh, for the coaching. I was charging 20 hours. It would be, there would be a reduction for that, for people who are within that badge. So there are lots of really, really good perks to it. So again, if you guys want to talk about that, get in touch with me. And with that being said, man, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning into 
another wonderful, wonderful, wonderful coaching. Just want to say thank you so much to Ren and Kareen. I know there are going to be a lot more people coming on tomorrow and all the other courses that I'm going to have coming in shortly. So with that being said, guys, thank you so much for tuning in to another wonderful ESL podcast or IELTS Live Coaching. Today was episode number five. Not exactly sure how long this season is going to go on for, but again, Patreon is forever. So if you guys are interested in that, let me know. And until then, stay tuned for more, people. I'm your host, as always, over and out.